Hello and welcome to Be More Burt, the podcast celebrating lives lived differently. Why Burt? Well, it's because we're being brought to you by Burt's Bees, the natural skincare brand whose founder, Burt, was a pioneer of the good life. Bert himself stood for everything my guests champion in this series, building connection and community, embracing collectivism over individualism, and taking ideas from nature and what is around us to build a nourishing life. I'm Pandora, I'm a journalist and broadcaster, and I will be your host for Be More Bert. In this episode, I am sitting all alone because I will be speaking to our guests, Billy and Leanne, via video link from their van. They are currently living full-time in a self-converted van and sharing their travels on social media. Hello! <laughs> Billy and Leanne, great to meet you from afar. Yeah, I cannot wait to hear about the van life. I feel a real pang, as I imagine a lot of your followers do, of feeling, I wish I could do this. Um, tell me where you are right now, because I think you're somewhere different today than you were yesterday. Yeah, every day is different, but today we're not coming from sunny Spain. We've got a rainstorm at the moment and we're in a supermarket car park. Yeah, not the most glamorous, <laughs> but yeah, we're in a yeah, very industrial car park at the minute <laughs> in northern Spain. So your van life is all about living sustainably, living in nature, celebrating a simpler life. Can you tell us how it all started, this journey that you're on? When did you hop into the van and away you went? Yeah, definitely. So... Basically, it started about, well, just after the pandemic. So we was basically, before the first lockdown, the whole COVID thing, we was in Thailand backpacking. We had to come home from there after the first lockdown. So we spent about seven months. It was about seven months. Yeah, yeah, we were stuck in Thailand for a good seven yeah. months. <laughs> so then, yeah, basically we got back and it was summer and we was like, right, we still want to have some means of travel. We won't be able to travel abroad. So the only option is we can either like get a van and it was funny that my sister's friend was actually selling a van and it come up quite cheap and it kind of, we kind of just fell into it, I suppose, didn't yeah, we? Yeah, it was like a little, just a little camper van. All it had in there was like a bed and a little cool box and we thought, oh, let's try it. And then we'd done that for a good few months over the summer and we literally just fell in love with it. Yeah. So it was like, why not try and live in it? And we got a bigger van. But obviously, we couldn't stand up in that van. We couldn't, yeah. we didn't have a shower. We had nothing like that. So it was kind of like rough and ready, just doing sort of weekend trips. And we was like, you know what? We could probably get a bigger van and maybe eventually live in it. We've seen people do it before. So, yeah, we kind of got the bigger van, then started from scratch. And, yeah, here we are in our home <laughs> ever since. So you make it sound easy, but there's obviously a lot of steps you went through in order to be where you are now. Like, as you say, decking out the van, like presumably leaving jobs, setting up kind of financially for how you do your van life. What were the steps that took you from the little weekend tiny van to living van life so basically as we started doing weekends bill would work in the week i've always worked online as a social media manager so it doesn't really matter for me because i can work from the van wherever so bill would take weekends and week trips wouldn't you yeah to... yeah and it was always our goal to sort of ever since we were young we've always wanted to what well, i've always wanted to and since i met you we've always wanted to travel full time and be able to just live a bit of a slower life so we kind of yeah we we, we took them steps and we we, I had a full-time job and then I sort of cut it down to like, like four days a week. And then I think from there, we kind of was just like, you know what? 
let's just do it full time. Yeah, it's, it's sort of been like a natural progression. Like the obviously weeks off, then it'd be like two weeks off. Then Bill cut his hours down to part time and we was doing it half the week, yeah. working half the week. And yeah. then basically where we was living in Essex, you was working part time there and we was just like, Let's just go to Cornwall. <laughs> yeah, we had no plan. We literally had no idea what to do. We was like, right, I know we want to go away somewhere for a while. So we ended up going to Cornwall, travelling down to the southwest. Um, and yeah, it was funny. It all happened by chance. I sort of met someone and we, I kind of got a job part-time seasonally as a barber. So he, so. Left, your, he left his part-time job in Essex. We just thought, let's go. And then ended up stumbling on a job in St. Ives, didn't yeah, we? Yeah, in St. Ives in Cornwall. So yeah, sort of worked there for, I worked there now for five months of the year. Um, and the rest of the year we travel. So, yeah, it's worked it's, out perfectly. It's, it's worked out perfect. That's amazing because if you were trying to do this 20 years ago, you just wouldn't be able to find a job where you could do this. So, it's kind of even though you're living this harking back to simpler times, it's also enabled by yeah. modern technology. So, it's like that compromise. But, yeah, using modern technology to, to enable you to go back 100%, in time. 100%. Yeah, yeah like, definitely. Weird, yeah. Like all the devices that we have, like it's just, I suppose it is kind of living stripped back, but it's not because we've got all the, the tech and yeah. the modern comforts, really. To a degree. <laughs> we haven't got a washing machine yet. Yeah, <laughs> or a dishwasher. <laughs> so dishwashing, okay, I can work out how you wash your plates, but do you just stop every couple of weeks at a laundromat? How do those things that we take for granted when... You live in the UK in a home. How do you fit that into this sort of magical existence? Because there's practicality in it as well, isn't there? Yeah, of course. Like everyone thinks it's just sort of open the back doors to a sunset and it's yeah. like that every day, but <laughs> it's not. It's definitely like, like, for instance, now we're sort of in a car park, but in England it's definitely a lot harder. But through Europe, through sort of Spain, France, it's so set up for motorhomes that it's it's literally not even a struggle really to do your laundry or well, anything like that. I mean, where we was just a couple of days ago, there was a place just in a supermarket car park. It's got laundry, like services. It's got like waste facilities and obviously you can go and do shopping and everything so it's very easy out here but in the uk it's a different story really so in the yeah. uk you do have to really sort of scope out like where you want to be and if you've got to do laundry you've got to make sure that you can fit the van in there for a start if there's a car park make yeah. sure that there's laundry um booking campsites to enter your black and gray water uh yeah it's quite a struggle i suppose isn't it in the uk in the uk it is but you just i think you do just fall into your pattern like once a week we get out the huge bag of laundry that we've yeah. just been moving around the van <laughs> all week and just get it done at a laundrette and then you're good to go <laughs> yeah and you, you kind of strip back on a lot of things when you move into a van so there's not as much laundry or there's not yeah. as much things to do because you are so stripped back. What are the biggest changes that you've made? The biggest kind of adaptations to the way you live your life? Having to move every day. Yeah. Like having to, because obviously you can't stay in spots all the time 24-7 and you do want to travel. It's getting used to that, getting up and going every day, packing everything away, yes. getting everything back out. So like we've got a section up here where we've got all our nice little bits like vases <laughs> and all that. Try and make it like a home, but that all has to come off. Like every time you move, you have to take it all, put yeah. it away so it doesn't fly about. So definitely just getting into that routine of like, no, it, it is a routine. Yeah, it gets into a routine, but also like I suppose if you was coming from sort of a big house and you had loads of space, living together with your partner. Oh, 24-7. <laughs> Really test if you are to get on well or not. There's no you don't get on, yeah. yeah, I was wondering about that. What do you do when you're in a bait with each other? Do you go hide in the loo or do you just go <laughs> off for a walk? Do you have quite a good tried and tested I pattern go now for? And Leo. <laughs> you go yeah. surfing. I mean, I that's pretty dreamy. 
Okay, yeah. that's good. What about you, Leanne? What do you do? Pretty much, if we're having a bit of a bicker, I'll sit in the front. Bill will <laughs> yeah. sit on the bed. That's as far as we can get away from each other. <laughs> yeah. We'll sit there in silence for a bit and then what dinner's got to be done, hasn't it? So we've got to... Yeah, you kind of have to force yourself to get on with each other. Like, not, not force yourself, like you're not getting on, but... If you are in a row, you kind of have to resolve it as quick as you can. It you just it does can't. it does naturally like end up being that way because you're so yeah. close, you can't storm off really. <laughs> yeah, definitely. What would you say to people who are listening or watching and thinking, I'd love to do that, I'd love to, you know, quit everything I'm doing right now and take off into the sunset? I know it's not necessarily just taking off into the sunset. <laughs> but what would you say to someone who feels so far away from where you are, who wants to live yeah. the kind of life that you're leading and thinks it will make them happy, but just doesn't know how to get there? What are some kind of easy steps, do you reckon, to making that journey? Trial it first, like as in rent a van out maybe for a weekend, or if you're not sure if you'll even like being in a van, test out different size vans. If you are thinking about living in it, yeah, I'd definitely say just try it out first. Just, yeah, just, I mean, rent, you could start renting a little camper van, do a little week's trip, see how you get on. And then yeah. doing that as well will also sort of give you an idea of what you want in your van. So, for example, we were kind of toying with the idea of an outdoor shower versus a fixed shower, which we've got in our van now. And we're so glad we went with that. But we wouldn't have known that hadn't had we have not had that in our little one. Yeah. So it's kind of like you just, you'll get used to it if you go on a little trip and then after that you can just sort of make little steps like cut your hours back maybe or try and find a remote job and there's so many options now for like remote jobs like the way the world we live in now it's all online so it's it's so easy to just really a lot of people now can sort of move their jobs purely online and remote so there's an advantage there already but yeah I think even like camping if you're throughout the summer if you enjoy camping then you'll probably enjoy van life but yeah, yeah. I think it's definitely a struggle. I wouldn't say it's for everyone. It definitely, it's definitely glamorised, that's for sure. Yeah, I, would, I, I know a lot of people that couldn't do it and have tried it and, and have said that it's too small, it's too cramped, it's too much, it's too hectic moving all the time. But a lot of people also do it different. A lot of people don't travel all the time. A lot of people will site themselves on a base for, say, six months, like we do in Cornwall. We yeah. base ourselves in the van for six months. And that does give you a kind of routine and rigidity to your life. So even though you've got seven months of travel, there's still that six months of having a base yeah like a yeah even though it's a lot smaller you get you get, you get used to the size is all i'd say when you yeah do get definitely 100 percent. and like, anyone can do it it's yeah. not out of reach you've just got to like like i say make the little steps try it out and then just and, go from there really yeah and you are outside of the van most of the time you're because you, you're living outside pretty much you're always you you're, you're seeing the seasons change so you're always like outside you're always hiking walking so yeah, yeah it's not it's, it's not, not as cramped inside. as you would think yeah <laughs> do you feel like you're spending so much time with nature now in a way that you weren't before you led the van yeah 100 yeah. i think when you work in a job constantly and like when you're going in the morning and then you're coming home in the evening you miss the seasons change and you don't mm. notice things and it is yeah. it is lovely to always sort yeah of that's be. the thing that i noticed as well like you said like you'd always see you see the seasons change like you see every part of the weather every part of the season and you're enjoying it you're not kind of like oh it's winter let's close the curtains and put the heating on yeah you're kind of like let's wrap up and go outside and go for a walk have a fire fire. it's lovely it's really lovely yeah yes it's nice in that respect we'll chat some more in a sec but before that i'm going to take a moment to share the love story behind bert's bees Along with his partner, Roxanne, Bert didn't just pioneer a natural skincare company, he pioneered a way of life. The good life. He realised something. 
If you go your own way and make more time for what makes you happy, you'll live a richer life. So he did just that, leaving his high-flying Manhattan job to live at one with nature. In the wilderness of Maine, he got friendly with some bees. Together, they turned beeswax into lip balms, hand creams, and more. Bert has shown us that if you love something, don't be scared to jump in, even if it can sting you. Because doing more of what makes you happy is what life is all about. We've been out and about asking you how you live the good life and do the things that you are passionate about. And here's what you had to say. I live the good life by just spending time alone. I usually watch an old movie that brings me back to my childhood. Or I take a nap, honestly. Spend time with my cat, it's my favorite thing to do. I think you just get to think more. It's easier to think. Um, just getting rest, honestly, and recharging. Thank you for sharing. Tell us how you live the good life by sharing your story with us on TikTok and Instagram at BurtsBeesUK using the hashtag BeMoreBurt. You mentioned some of the limitations that put people off, like it's cramped, it's hectic. What are some of the things that have expanded your life through living in a van? Mm. Expanded, I'd say um, being able to discover new places that you wouldn't even oh, imagine, yeah. I suppose, being in... For like instance, now we're traveling through the north of Spain to the south and I would never have thought some of these places even existed. Yeah. And you're able to sort of discover them on your own, on your own terms. You can leave when you want. Do you plan, how much ahead do you plan? Are you very day by day? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah we don't a bit too much. <laughs> for example, we've changed our route so many times on this trip and we've only been gone three weeks. Honestly, like, yeah, we, 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 we probably should plan a bit more because we plan not at all. And sometimes it works out and sometimes it really don't. Yeah, but for sure, like, <laughs> like I mean, coming through the middle of Spain, we ended up in a place yesterday called Zamora, which is like a really old medieval town. And it was absolutely stunning. And you just wouldn't book a holiday there and fly there. Like, it's no, just, yeah. But there's so many little places with so much culture and so much history that you wouldn't even think of going. And it's, uh, it's great to be able to see all them places, really. Yeah. Do you take loads of Lonely Planets with you or are you just Googling the whole time to yeah, see what, what's... Google. Where's good to visit? What should I not 100%. miss? <laughs> yeah, or kind of just like, you kind of see the hotspots. As you're driving through places, you can kind of see like, yeah, you, you find the little hotspots and then you find the quieter areas. But yeah, a lot of Google, a lot of Google Maps and um, finding spots for the night is like another thing that you have to do. We've pretty, much been, we've pretty much been just chasing the coast through France and that's like our dream is just being on the beach. So it's been yeah. amazing to just hop the little towns and just like... And then it started raining. So we were like, you know what, let's head south. It's yeah. going to be warm, so we're going to head south. Chase the sun. So it's good. What months of the year do you travel in the van? We travel, we do do summer trips, but we, I mean, we're in Cornwall for the summer, but in the winter we mainly travel because mainly because it's quieter yeah. and obviously I work seasonally in Cornwall in the summer but yeah I'd say winter is definitely more difficult because you've got the weather to contend with and everything like that. In the UK especially obviously you need your heater and all that kind of stuff. I mean yeah. last winter we went to Scotland and were stuck in minus 15 and our windows were literally frozen <laughs> yeah. shut. It was crazy. That was a bit crazy. But it was also really good to experience because I mean we didn't feel cold at all did we? we no, had the heat no you're actually yeah it's quite cozy. People always think oh you're in a van you're probably cold but no it's actually when you've got the heating on and everything's really cosy, it's, it's like a little cabin on yeah, wings. Yeah, we love it. It's, it's it, even in the winter. Yeah. So Bert's story is all about carving 
an individual path while connecting with community. There's obviously just the two of you in the van. How do you make your journey feel? How do you feel part of a community when you're in a way kind of isolated in your little pod? So I think one of the main things about living in a van, which is so amazing, is everywhere you go when you pull up to a spot, there will, there might be five or six other vans yeah. with people doing the same thing. So you end up just like, just talking and you're like showing each other each other's yeah. vans and then you've made friends we've made so many friends on the road yeah we? yeah especially yeah on the road there's so many people doing it now which is um i think yeah there's so many people doing it so many people to meet and obviously online as well now you can there's groups online like van life groups and uh certain groups you can join you can meet people through instagram we've met a lot of people yeah that have got sort of you, you meet people when you're doing this sort of van life you meet people with the same sort of mindset as you the same sort of goals, I suppose. So, so it's quite you've got nice. so much in common. Yeah, like, yeah, it's, it's quite nice to see people doing similar things. And yeah, and all ages as well. We've met like people our age up to like seventies, eighties. Yeah, like, yeah, it's so it's crazy the amount of people that are actually doing it, especially in Europe. Like, like in Spain, we've seen so many, so many motorhomes and campers. And yeah, it's amazing. It's it is good. different. So there are some countries that are particularly set up for van life that seem a lot more amenable to it than sounds like the UK is. A hundred percent, yeah. I yeah. mean, everywhere you've got facilities. In the well, here era. they've got things called airs. So there's motorhome airs here, which is basically um, like a car park. They could be in really nice locations, but they're everywhere, all over France and Spain. And you can basically empty your water, which is one of the biggest sort of problems living in a van, is filling up water and emptying toilets and stuff like that. So there's stuff out here that you, there's facilities out here that you can do all of that. Whereas in England, there's not as many. You kind of have to book a campsite. Yeah. And sometimes they fall in the summer and it's it's a bit more tricky. Yeah. So if you've got a road trip planned and you're like us heading from the north to the south and you literally just need to buzz in, fill up your water, empty your toilet. Some some places are free. Other yeah. times it's like five euros or something and then you can just go. Yeah. And it is really, really handy. And it probably sounds crazy to people listening like, what do you mean empty your toilet? Yeah. You have to empty your own toilet. Yeah. <laughs> same as if you, you have to do that when you live on a boat, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, the, it's the same. Yeah, it's the same thing, but just on water. Yeah, the same. You guys are twenty five now. Are you both twenty five. Twenty six. Twenty six. Twenty six. Okay. 26. It sounds like you kind of live more of a in the moment type of life. But do you have in your head this is how long we want to do it for? Do you think that van life might be something that ebbs and flows in your life? Like you could settle somewhere for a bit, then you might do it a bit more. I mean, you mentioned you've seen eighty year olds on the road. Are there any that yeah. have been doing it for like sixty years straight? I think there probably is, I reckon. But, I mean, I, we can definitely see ourselves travelling for the foreseeable. That's always been something that I don't think we'll ever stop doing. No, never. But van life, I'd definitely say for the next five, ten years maybe. But eventually, I mean, our goal is to have our, 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 an off-grid piece of land where we can sort of build our own sort of off-grid cabin. Yeah, so... But we'll, we'll always have a van. But we'll always have a van, I think. But, yeah, so I, I wouldn't say we'd do van life forever. But definitely we'll always have a van and we'll always travel but we'd like to have an off-grid sort of for ourselves, like a like a like a big piece of land. Yeah, a little, little cabin. Cool hours. Log log burner. Yeah, that would be the ideal. <laughs> that would be the dream situation. Loads of dogs. <laughs> <laughs> what is it about off-grid living that is so appealing to you? Leaving the the normal life, I say, the nine to five, and sort of freedom. It's just more independent. You're not, yeah, you're not on the grid. You're not kind of connected to anything. You've got the freedom to travel if you want. You haven't got let's say a mortgage to pay and your bills to pay and everything like that, you've, you've kind of a bit more freedom that way, especially the way the world is at the minute. 
I think it's um I think a lot more people are looking to be off grid and having their own power supplies, like say solar. I feel like when you're doing this kind of lifestyle, there's more time for life. So you yeah. you can enjoy it while you're young. Like for example, most people wait till they're retired to do this kind of thing and we're we just feel so lucky to be able to travel and Yeah. I yeah. think yeah, hundred percent off grid is just it, like you say. It's taking it back to basics, but it's sort of really fun at the same time because you've grown up with everything yeah. done for you and power toilets. And, yeah, and you realise how much you don't need all the modern day facilities. Like for a shower, like when I was indoors, I used to run a shower for say twenty minutes. And mm. The amount of water that you waste in that amount of time. Yeah. yeah, you don't even think about how much water you waste in a house until you do this. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah. How long I mean, are your showers about... now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a strict thirty second rule. <laughs> it, we we said uh, turn it on, turn it off, turn it on, turn it off. Yeah. Kind of, uh, Literally. So you turn it on, get your hair wet, turn it off, put the shampoo yeah. in. Turn it on. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> I mean, depending where we are, we might have, you know, luxury ones once every so often. <laughs> so it makes you really, really aware of everything that you're using. And yeah, food yeah. food as well, presumably. Like there's just Yeah, food. We've got a tiny fridge. We've yeah. got like you kind of have to be on the ball with everything. Like your water, make sure you're not using too much. Make sure you're not filling up your waste tanks too much. Yeah. Make sure you're not obviously the toilet is you've got to go and you've got to go but you've got to make sure you can empty it for example we've got a hundred litre water tank and we can get a good few showers washing up all that kind of stuff and it it works perfectly yeah yeah definitely and I just think the off-grid lifestyle for us like we love it just going back to that sort of basic living I mean it's not basic anymore because you've still got your you you can still live off-grid nowadays with solar power and have all of your modern yeah luxuries Hot showers. We've got, I mean, yeah, it's we've got very different to what it once shower. was, isn't it? Yeah, it's yeah. not like it once was. And that's why I think a lot more people are sort of looking into it now. Yeah. Everyone's going to be van lifing soon, guys. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're all going to be in vans. So we go back to the 70s. <laughs> to finish, we're asking all of our guests what living the good life means to them. What does it mean to you? Living the good life. Enjoying every part of it. Yeah, living <laughs> free. Yeah, just basically trying to enjoy every moment you have while you have it. That sounds pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much, Billy and Leanne. Oh, thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Be More Burt, the podcast all about celebrating lives lived differently. And to Billy and Leanne for joining me. Bye. Bye. Keep listening for more episodes. They're all available right now wherever you get your podcasts. And if you get a sec, please give us a follow and a like. And of course, we want to hear from you. If you would like the chance to win a year's supply of Burt's Bees, tell us how you live the good life by sharing your story with us on TikTok and Instagram at Burt's Bees UK using the hashtag BeMoreBurt. For the terms and conditions and all the info, head over to www.bemorebert.co.uk. See you next time.